everywhere then. My mom is Quran, and I'm from New York City. That's my wife, Teresa. Guys, this will only work if you let me help you understand how we actually talk. I couldn't do the southern thing that long. Was that enough? You say I'm trying. Try speaking language. Would you be willing uh, to learn a little bit about how we talk, talk, so that I can learn a translation? We'll just spend some time on the word together. Is that okay? So, how are you doing? I'm Karen from New York. I want to say a phrase. You're going to repeat it exactly the way I said it. If we do that a couple of times, we understand each other. Here's the first phrase. You got to walk the walk. If you're going to talk the talk. In Huntsville, Alabama. In New York, New York. You guys are awesome. Give yourselves a round of applause. So now there's no need for translation. You can understand everything I'm saying, right? I'm here. I was going to say I'm here just say, thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Because you guys have been a great partner to Graffiti Church. But now I can just say thank you. Those are the two words I want to say all day long because of your partnership with Graffiti Church. You guys pray for us. You might say, I don't pray for you. I've never even heard of you. Well, from now on, you are praying for Graffiti Church in New York City. You have given to support our ministry. When you give to First Baptist Church Huntsville, it goes to missions, not just here in this community, but across the globe. And we're a part of that giving. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for coming to New York City. Many of you know uh, Pastor Travis and Kerry came to New York City and took their sabbatical, a time that should be restful. and said they served, you know, one loving mother. You know, I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> Kerry served really faithfully. And Travis, you know, I'll tell you about that later. Um, but even uh, you brought a team of amazing, was it four ladies? Four ladies to come help us with our summer program at Graffiti. We do a week times four. So in the month of July, we do a full week uh, for kids, a lot of kids who stay in parent homes, who live in housing projects, experiencing poverty. We do a week of Bible stories and games and fun, and uh, thanks to Shelly and, and a few others, you guys helped do that. So you have given, you have prayed, you have come, and we want to say thank you or thank y'all, whichever one you understand better. So grateful to be a part of the First Baptist Church of Huntsville family. I hope you see me as that, but I see myself as that. Is that right? I am, right? So yeah, say I know you something. Make me feel welcome, right? I want to tell you uh, I'm so grateful to be here on the heels of a story many of you know, may know quite a bit about. There were two men who came to know uh, the end of their days on the same day. One was a preacher out of Huntsville, Alabama. The other was a New York City taxi cab driver. We'll call him Joe. The preacher out of Huntsville, Alabama will remain anonymous for the 
protection of the guilty or innocent or whatever the case may be. They both died the same day. They went to heaven not by any good works they had done, but because of the grace of God through Jesus Christ, his sacrifice for them. They went to heaven. But as your scripture talks about Jesus preparing a mansion for you, he's preparing a place. Not every place is going to be exactly the same. The word tells us about rewards and stuff. So they both enter into the pearly gates. They swing open. Who better than St. Peter to welcome them in? And, you know, the preacher's feeling pretty good, as he should, because he preached the word every Sunday faithfully. And, boy, what's heaven got in store for me? Joe, the taxi cab driver, didn't always obey the speed limits or traffic uh, suggestions we have in New York City. Came in a little bit humble, just glad to be there. St. Peter said, you know, let me show you where you're going to spend all of eternity. So he picks him up, you know, make a left at cloud line, ends up, then he shows Joe, the taxi cab driver, this unbelievable mansion that oversees all of God's creation, even into the heavenly realms. And Joe says, thank you so much. I didn't deserve this. Well, God bless you. It's God's grace. This is yours. Now, the preacher from Huntsville, Alabama, who were remain nameless. Ends up uh, getting really excited. If Jesus got that kind of digs for all of eternity, I can only imagine what my place looks like. So St. Peter takes him down you know, a few sets of stairs. Maybe the view won't be the same. The place is a whole lot smaller. Feels a little bit like a, a basement apartment. And St. Peter says, here you go, Pastor Travis. I mean, uh, anonymous... <laughs> anonymous preacher out of Huntsville, Alabama, and, and the preacher says, I'm so sorry, who ever correct the Lord or St. Peter, but there must have been a mix-up. You know, this guy, all he did was drive a New York City cab. Every Sunday, I preached your word faithfully to thousands of people. And St. Peter said, you are correct, anonymous pastor out of Huntsville, Alabama. You did preach every Sunday, and he drove a New York City camp every day. The difference is when you preached, they napped. But when he drove, they prayed. <laughs> we are so grateful for your prayer support for graffiti. The sustains us, but prayer leads to action. And you give and you come. So we just want to thank you, thank it should be more like rhymey, like give, go, and maybe green, right? Green is gold. Give, go, grow, and gold or something. I don't know. But you guys do all of that in your partnership with us. I'm so grateful to Shelley today for reading a scripture, today for Matthew 25. The introduction to that scripture, many of you know, it says, the Lord is going to separate us in the end. There'll be a separation in the end. Goats and sheep. And those to his right, he will say, come to me, blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdoms that have been prepared from the foundation of the world. So see, this scripture that Shelley led us in today is not just, well, that's a good thing. First Baptist does little missions. We got to feed people hungry every once in a while, some kind of optional thing that we sometimes view missions as, but rather, it is the eternal question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? The man asked Jesus. He said, how do you read it? He said, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your heart. Who's my neighbor? Then he tells the story of 
a good Samaritan, someone different, different belief, different race, different journey, who is in need on the streets. And then we see this story that mirrors that. If we want to show God that we love him, if we want this separation land to be on the right side, we want to end up in the right place, right? This is essential. It's an eternal question. How do we do what your scripture that you read shared with us? You know, Jesus, remember, he said this right before things turned bad for him. People pretty much liked him preaching. He's a popular preacher. Jesus Christ, superstar, you know, hey, Jesus. And all of a sudden, he started plotting to get rid of him. So these were kind of his last words, not on the cross, but last words before everything started to turn a different direction. So this is an important thing he says. And he says, kind of like Isaiah 58 says, what is worship? What is worship? We're so glad Alex here is going to be leading us in worship. First Sunday, great job. I, I, I know that the mics always work till you got here. Because I watch online. But, you know, we're glad you're here. Uh, what is worship? We're telling God we love him. Well, if it's about showing him love, shouldn't we ask God? What's the best way to worship you, Lord? What would give you the most joy? Like I tell Teresa, I love you. I'm going to take you out to see Victor Wooten play the bass. And she'd be like, I don't care about Victor Wooten. But it's, no, we ought to ask the person we love. And God says, if you love me, you want to show me that love? Care for my children who are hurting. Those who are hungry, those who are struggling. The scripture said, I was hungry. And you gave me something to eat. There's something about Joe, right? He's doing something. He's not just talking about it from a pulpit. Right, Travis? Right, right Kareem? You know, there's something that we gather here to listen to someone to talk about what the Word says, but the Word is very clear. You want to show me worship. You want to gather and lift up my name. Here's how you do it. Find someone who's hungry. Give them something to eat. Because Jesus doesn't say that's uh, uh, some good act for the humanity. It is. But he says... When you do it to someone who's hungry, you do it to me. And because you guys give, not just for graffiti, I know you guys do partnership all over the globe, not just us, but we're a part of it, and we're here to say thank you. Because you give every Saturday, we can feed people who are hungry in Tompkins Square Park. Our ministry resonates with that Matthew 25, I was homeless, and you took me in. We do a lot of work with people who are experiencing homelessness. And uh, every Saturday, we do a free lunch in the park. It's pretty simple. It's like a peanut butter and jelly and a juice box. You know, when people come by, we try to give them a sandwich and tell them God loves them. We believe in uh, the kindergarten motto of show and tell. We've got to show people that God loves them, not just tell them that God loves them, right? It's so important to tell of the good news, but it's hard to hear it if you haven't been shown that God loves you, right? So we do that every Saturday. It's called Free Lunch in the Park. And uh, we've had a lot of people come through Free Lunch in the Park uh, because there's a famous Vaughn in Huntsville that your city's kind of built around. I'll tell you about a friend named Vaughn who came through uh, to our Free Lunch in the Park program uh, as a man who was experiencing homelessness, mental illness, and substance abuse. He was uh, coming through for the first time, um, but experienced a lot of not only homelessness, but hopelessness. Many people, including himself, had given up on himself, saying with mental illness, and you're not getting the resources, and you're not, you're argumentative, you're difficult. We see you asleep in the park, in your own vomit, in your own urine, like 
maybe the Lord will take you one day, but there's no hope left for you, Brother Vaughn. Well, Vaughn came through free lunch in the park. As many people do, there's a line there and grabbed a sandwich. And he tells the story like this. Um, they gave me a sandwich as if they wanted me to have it. He taught us that it's not just what you do, but how you do it. You know, it's very interesting that the First Corinthians, you know the passage, it's great for weddings. Even if you give all that you have to the poor and give your body to be burned, you're burned out. You're burned out caring for people. There's too many needs in this city. Even if you do it faithfully, but have not love, it's worth how much? It's worth nothing. So Vaughn promises it's not just what you do, but it's how you do it. Vaughn later came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior. He got baptized in our church. He became a Bible study teacher, a deacon, and eventually he was the leader of our free lunch in the park program. Yes, the gospel and compassion can transform lives. The work we do is just a sandwich. What's the big deal? We believe God uses that to bring people to know him, to transform their lives. He went from homeless to a leader in our church. And we're grateful that the word tells us, freelance tells us that I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. The next part of the scripture says, I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. Uh, Alabama, you're coming through for me on this one. Who is here has heard of bug juice? Who knows what bug juice is? It's a smaller crowd in this service. What is bug juice, friend? Bug juice, what is it? It's juice for kids. Bug juice, I grew up going to camp. I grew up in New York my whole life. Bug juice, the idea is you pour some Kool-Aid, you put it out for the kids, and before you know it, who's coming to town? Bees and birds, because they like sugar just as much as we do. Um, so the scripture says, I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. You said it's like a kid's juice. So we believe in ministry to kids. A lot of the kids we work with are living in the housing projects. They have a single family home. Or they're living in poverty. And we just believe God has called us to give them some good bug juice, to reach out, to do a fun program. We do after-school programs every day for kids in our community, but we also do, and maybe I should pass the mic to you now, Shelly, we do uh, a summer program where we need a mission team every week in the month of July. You guys were so faithful to come and help serve with us uh, in one of those weeks of July last, last uh, year, and we're hoping you're coming again. We're so, so grateful uh, that we're able to minister to kids in our community. Last year, we had some kids who weren't part of our program in the park. I'm going to call one of them Malcolm and his two siblings, a brother and a sister, would come to the park and see this group of graffiti kids just having fun, going down the slide. You could tell graffiti kids, they know each other, they love each other. It's a community, and they had their siblings, but weren't a part of what we were doing. And our, our leaders, our kids would always say, hey, you want to play in the park with us? Hey, you want to join us for a snack? They just recently joined our after-school program after meeting us over the summer. And their uh, Ma Malcolm, his mom, and his two siblings, actually our baby sibling as well, just came to church for the first time last month. We just believe that's a step towards their journey to Christ. And it wouldn't have happened if not for some bug juice. So I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. The scripture goes on and on. I want to tell you in our free lunch in the park program, we want to invite you. If you ever want to come and serve with us, you are welcome to come to New York City. How many have been to New York City? All right, so who wants to come back? 
All right. We were right. Somebody, thank you for the honesty. Somebody, uh, uh, you know, Travis, it was so generous of Travis and Carrie to come to New York City. Uh, it's their sabbatical time. They're supposed to be resting. But they took that time to come to our amazing city. And the first thing on the calendar after they arrived, I think on Friday, was our free lunch in the park. And I was so excited. I said, would love for you guys to come and be a part of free lunch in the park. We give food. You might meet the next Vaughn, you know, and... Uh, Carrie was so excited. She's like, tell me when to be there. I can't wait to serve those in need. I'm going to meet Jesus face to face tomorrow, and I can't wait to do it. Travis was like, um, you got any golf ranges uh, in the area? Because you don't want to meet Jesus, but Jesus is everywhere. Can't I meet him on Beth Page Black? And so I'll be perfectly honest with you, I begged Travis to go golfing out there. It sounds like a stretch, but it's true. Because he serves so faithful this congregation. Why don't you give he and Carrie a round of applause? Yeah. They said, so faithful, so come on, give yourself a break, go golfing. And he's like, no, I just want to serve. Please, please, please go golf. So I went golfing, because I knew someday if you ever invited me here, I would just tear him apart. Carry out the free lunch of the park. Where were you on Beth Page Black? You see, God is so good, he's not trying to guilt anyone to anything. I'm messing with Travis, you can see that. He wants you to help you find your passion. The thing you love more than anything. My wife runs a ministry center, one of graffiti centers called Gotta Dance. For her, her passion is dance. Like, I just know. I love to dance. I love to teach others to dance. She's made a whole ministry center out of reaching people through dance. So it's not common you must do flip. Find your passion. You know, maybe it's golf. Maybe it's dance. You know, but that's part of how God's going to use you to meet the needs of people who are struggling. There are hungry people. There are homeless people. They're not as visible maybe here as in New York City. But thank God you're doing it with us. We're not doing it alone. You're praying for us. You're giving and you're going. And we just appreciate you so much. So, uh... I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. The scripture says I was homeless and you let me in. So much of the work we do is with people experiencing homelessness and they've become a family to us. We open our doors for food, for clothing. One of the things that Jesus said, I was naked and you gave me clothes. We do a clothing closet and we're so grateful to be able to meet people who are in a different situation than we're in. Like I am blessed that I get to donate away clothes. My wife buys me great clothes. My mother-in-law's always bought me clothes every holiday. And at some point, you know, I outgrow it or whatever, outstretch it. And uh, there's some who, living on the streets, it's cold in New York. Somebody talked about it got cold here. It gets cold here. But New York City, we get really cold. The first few years we were in New York City at Graffiti Church, we saw many friends die from frostbite because it was so cold living on the streets. So every year, we give out blankets, we give out hats, we got gloves, we give out socks. And we had an opportunity, um, every winter we give out socks. We had somebody who came to get some food and some clothing. Um, his name was Miguel. He got his pair of socks. The guy behind him, his name was Joe, got his pair of socks. But when Miguel looked at Joe, he saw that maybe Joe needed an extra pair of socks. Now I can guarantee you Miguel needed them too. But he said, Hey, Joe, could you use an extra pair? And Joe said, I sure could. Put it in his pocket quietly. And that's why I want to remind you what the scripture says. Uh, whatever you've done to these who are considered least in our society, you've done to me, is what Jesus said. So I'm not the Jesus in the story, right? Look, at, you're bringing Jesus to New York City. Jesus is already there. And I'm meeting him every week in the Miguel's and the Joes. Even our children's minister, Mel, who you guys worked with, who does amazing work at graffiti, she came as a recipient 
of the ministry. We had a toy sale where we sell toys to parents at a lower price so they can afford to have buy their own toys for their kids rather than just graffitis, just giving something else out. And Mel came as a parent in need of a discounted cost of toys for her daughter Gigi. When she did that, we, after we give out the, you know, sell the toys at this reduced rate, we do a little counseling. How can we pray for you? How can we encourage you? Can we tell you what Jesus means to us and what he can mean to you? And she accepted the Lord that day in our toy sale. Now Mel started volunteering. She became our associate children's minister. She is now the director of our children's programs at Graffiti. So like Vaughn, who came as a recipient, who became a leader, that's also true of Mel. It's also true of Trina, who... When I was naked, you gave me clothes. She was experiencing homelessness. She came to our clothing closet. She came to worship. I mentioned in the earlier service, her children were named, are named Donnie and Marie. So I hope some of you know that, why that's funny. Donnie and Marie. Guys, some of you know the Osmonds, right? Uh, her kids were named Donnie and Marie. She came, received some clothes, came to worship. After September 11th, hit our city, we started doing programs to help people affected by that. Uh, our children's director, Melissa herself, were, were, was in the building while they were saying, don't leave, don't evacuate, we have it under control. And of course, we know what happened. Um, for her, she said, I'm getting out of here. And the, her coworker said, we are too. And thank God she's alive today to do the work. We've done a lot of ministry, people affected by 9-11. Trina herself, not only lost a cousin on 9-11, but she, when, after we started developing these programs for people affected by that tragedy, she said, I'll volunteer in the computer lab. I think she might have volunteered for a week or maybe two. And I said, can you direct this program, Trina? Like, you're so good. Can you lead it? And she said, oh, yeah, I'll lead it maybe until someone else does it. And now it's been 20-something years. Trina not only does our uh, computer lab, as, as our director, but she also cooks our Wednesday night meal. And that's not a soup kitchen, like, here it is, get out of here. Come sit. You're our guest. You're Jesus to us. And we want to give you a really nice meal. So uh, we're so grateful that those who've come through graffiti in need of being served are now those who lead the services at graffiti. And uh, we're just honored to say thank you to you today, to be a part of this community, to think about that scripture. You know, I was in prison, and you visited me. I was sick, and you visited me. I guess in Huntsville, there's no sick people, right? It's like God's country. It's just so beautiful all the time. You probably, it doesn't apply to you. But if there, you ever find a sick person in Huntsville, maybe a nursing home, you probably do it already, maybe a hospital, when you meet that person struggling for breath, having a difficulty with a, whatever their challenge might be, you are meeting Jesus in that place. So God bless you for doing it. And thank you for supporting us in doing that. Um, we uh, have uh, helped people with education as well, so we have a, a program of people who didn't complete high school uh, to help them with an equivalency course and then a test. And I remember I was there just holding the door for one of our students who were coming up. The person didn't know me. I held the door and I said, how are you doing today? And he's like, how are you doing? He's like, you work for the church or something? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a part of Graffiti Church. And he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, that's not my thing. Like church, I'm not, I'm not down for God, I'm not down for church. Like, uh, where was God when I was in prison? The scripture says I was in prison. 
Where is it? Where? You know, I've had a tough life. You don't know my life. I said, no, I understand that, brother. I'm just glad you're here taking class. You know, anywhere I can support you. I'm, I'm glad to be that, to meet you today. Um, he said, you guys have church on Sundays? I said, I know it's not your thing, but 10 a.m., we do have service. And uh, if you would like to, we'd love to have you. He came to church on a Sunday, uh, eventually came to know the Lord, got baptized, helped many of our ministry centers. We had two in Brooklyn, we have one in the Bronx, the one in Manhattan, even in Long Island. He got involved in serving. His name is Raul. And he said, I know I said I'm not to church, I know I said I'm not to God. But when you said, we would love to have you, he said, that we, something about that meant something to me. This idea that whatever... I do, carry, does, to re- there is no I, really, in the kingdom of God. Even the prayer, my Father who is in heaven, hallowed be, there's no such prayer. Jesus taught us how to pray, how? Our Father. Everything is we. Everything that happens in this church, I need to care about and pray about, even though I'm in New York City. And you have already shown that. You care and love us and the ministry we do here. And I'll never forget when Raul said, what mattered most to me is not that you said I would like to see you at church on Sunday, but rather we would love to have you. Today I'm here just to say thank you, because all that we do at Graffiti Church at New York City only happens because of the we, because of the grace of God through his son Jesus Christ and through partners like you. We have a small worshiping body, but we minister to thousands of people a week. It's only because of partners. We can do more as we continue to work together more, but I just want to say thank you. The we is also an invitation. Uh, Y'all come to New York City. You guys have already done it. Um, we need a new youth director. We need somebody who knows how to swing a hammer, who can just fix a few things in the building. It's a quick trip out of Nashville. I think it took us two hours, and we were back in New York. Um, I know we're talking about planning that, but I want to invite you, and um, just grateful. Just thank you for allowing us to be a part of your church, be a part of your mission and your partnership. Uh, Pastor Travis came and met us in Birmingham at a dinner. And it became his sabbatical. It became a mission trip. And now we're in a partnership. Partnership means if someone punches you in the gut, I feel it. It's what it means. And I want to thank you because we get punched a little bit. We feel a little bit. We know somehow you guys are praying for us, supporting us. We thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're going to sing hymn 477 now. And we invite you to come to Jesus and meet him in the faces and eyes of the least of these. God bless you all, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you all.